The time is at hand. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. One of the many spirits said to haunt the area. Unknown animal attack. We need a great reset. Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. Welcome to In Dark Places. My name is Jumbo Fugit. I'm perched 659 feet high up in the Appalachian Mountains. It's been a busy week. We got aliens running around out in Las Vegas. You hear about that? Someone touched down. Multiple witnesses saw something in the sky touching down, landing somewhere. And a few minutes later, this guy called 911 and said that there was big, tall aliens out in his yard. And they were gone, apparently, by the time the police got there. But good times, aliens. Illuminati head honcho George Soros has seemingly retired, handed everything to his son. So we're in for a treat. There was a military whistleblower, spilled all the beans about the recovered UFOs and alien bodies, and no one seemed to care. All they're worried about is who got offended today and how we can stop it from happening and which cult should we support this week crazy times and on june 7th i had some more activity down at my parents house the door leading out to the porch has a window on it it's kind of weird to see these days but it's actual like the big solid wood door but it has a window in it too old school so when we first bought the place back in 95 we couldn't find a good curtain rack to cover up that window with so my dad just hung up some blinds on it and since he died we put a little padlock on the outside with the clasp and all that stuff on the outside of the door to keep the crazy people out and stuff as one does and I was down there on June 7th unlocking the door from the outside standing on the porch and the blinds on the inside of the door started just swinging back and forth like mad and I got my phone out to record the evidence and junk but by the time I hit record it was about over with but I did have just a little second of the blinds swinging back and forth before they stopped so what was that there's no way that my unlocking the padlock could have moved the blinds on the inside of the door not possible and when I went inside I got my trusty phone and hit record on the voice memo thing to see if I could get some kind of EVPs and junk like that and I asked a few questions to the air <laughs> and I didn't hear anything at the time when I was asking them of course but I might have got something on the recorder it's hard to tell them I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but I'll be playing that back and if I captured anything I'll be sure to keep you updated Mystery creature filmed swimming near bridge in South Carolina by Tim Bonneau.
Thanks, Tim. A South Carolina resident was left scratching their head when they spotted a mysterious creature that some have likened to a submerged bird swimming in the water near a bridge. According to a local media report, Rain McKinney caught sight of the curious aquatic animal last weekend while traveling along a causeway connected to the state's Polly Island. Understandably bewildered by what they were seeing, the witness managed to capture the oddity on film and subsequently sent it to the area TV station in hopes that they could help identify it. Remarkably, when the footage was sent to the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, officials were equally baffled. The people in my office were mostly stumped, was the response offered by someone at the department, although they conceded that we're not the experts. <laughs> to that end, the video, which I'll try to remember to put a link for it so you can check it out, was passed along to Charleston's Marine Resources Research Institute, which indicated that they were unable to definitively identify the animal, but suggested that it might be a sea slug, which would be somewhat surprising since such creatures are not native to the waters off of South Carolina. Other theories offered by observers online include a cuttlefish or a squid. But hey, yeah, we're talking Bigfoot this week, and to get us started, here is the Nicholas Cage Meltdown of the Week. No! I use my power for a lot of things, but I didn't need to use it on you. You were a lawyer who wanted to get rich off a real estate deal. You're the one who used me! You used my power because you're a husk. An empty void that nothing can fill. The only thing that gave your life any meaning was my power. The power you used to bring me victims while you pretended to be one yourself. <sighs> However, I'm the real victim here. I'm the one you swore to protect. And you... Abandon me! This week on the show, we've got some Bigfoot stories. It's been a while. I saw this news story a couple weeks ago where a bunch of fancy scientists took the Patterson-Gimlin film and did some kind of weird 3D imaging thing on their little fancy computer of it. And their conclusive results were that it proved without a shadow of a doubt that it was a man in a costume and I don't know I'm not buying it how do they know it was Bigfoot that whole debate's just so old at this point that people have been trying to debunk it for years and I don't think it can be debunked I think it's pretty obvious it's a Bigfoot Japan's Bigfoot still influences Hiroshima town after 50 years. Makoi Higashitani Thanks, Kahoi. A nighttime drive on a mountain path 
half a century ago led to a legend that forever changed this community and could now be instrumental in its survival. On the evening of July 20th, 1970, a man in a pickup truck in Seijo, a northern town of Hiroshima, came across a rather unsettling sight, an ape-like creature walking on a mountainside. After word spread about the encounter, other locals came forward with their own reports of an animal walking upright. Their descriptions were similar. The beast was around 1.6 meters tall with a gorilla-like body and a face shaped like an inverted triangle. The locals started calling the creature Hibagan, a reference to Hiba Mountain in the town. Did Japan have its own Bigfoot or Sasquatch? News and entertainment media began flooding the small town surrounded by mountains to find out. The locals' lives were turned upside down by the sudden attention, but that was only the beginning of Hibaga fever. Sejo Town, today's Sejago district in the city of Shabaro in Hiroshima, became inseparable from the creature. Residents today still talk about the legend of Hibago. Sego Fujikawa, 56, was a first-year elementary pupil when Hibaga fever took the town by storm. Fujikawa recalls that when he and his fellow students walked home from school in a group, they often found themselves pestered by questions from adults. Have you seen any holes around here? The grown-ups asked the children in hopes of finding a trace of Hibaga or its den. Fujikawa said those days were surreal. Some residents believed that Hibaga represented a symbol of disapproval for the huge recreational facilities under construction in the area, including camping grounds. The god of Hiba Mountain sent Hibagan to haunt us, one theory went. But Fujikawa mentioned another less spiritual school of thought. According to a rumor, a gorilla had escaped from the Asa Zoo in the city of Hiroshima. They always blame it on these escaped gorillas coming out of the zoo and everything. It just don't make sense. Like the circus is in town. Oops, we lost a monkey. It don't happen. But yeah, anyway. And I heard that Hibaga's true identity... Fujikawa said. We were scared of Hibagan, but it was all in good fun. It's a sweet memory indeed. Katsuyuki Eggy, 76, was a young employee at the Seijo Town Government Office when he was called to the mayor's office in August 1970. It was right after the local newspaper, the Chukaka Shimbum, ran a story about a Hibagan sighting in the town. It's good that Hibagan is making the newspapers, but... The bewildered mayor said. Hibagan fever was still rising. And day and night, reporters hounded residents who said they had witnessed the beast. Some reporters even knocked on the doors late at night or trespassed on fields, interfering with farm work. The townsfolk began grumbling about the intense and constant national attention on Seijo.
the Seijo government decided to create a post to handle the issue of anthropoid apes. Eggie was appointed to the position. His work included interviewing people who reported seeing Hiboggin and handling inquiries and requests from visiting media and student members of a university, like an exploring club. Eggie was previously in charge of tax services, so the topic of anthropoid apes was completely out of his domain. But it was fun. My job was kind of like a jack-of-all-trades. Looking back, I'd say it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Back then, residents in some parts of the mountain town did not have access to television. Eggie himself never watched TV until he graduated from high school. His first job at the town government office, in fact, was to install TV antennas in the mountains. A bogman fever, which coincided with the high growth period of the post-war Japanese economy, spread the use of television in Seijo. Residents became glued to the tube and started enjoying the fame again, exclaiming, for example, My neighbor was on TV! The government, in the meantime, came up with a unique policy to pay 5,000 yen, or $48, for each resident who spotted the creature. The money was to make up for convenience caused by a hibagan sighting. It was an exceptional offer considering the starting monthly salary for a town government employee back then was 14,900 yen, Eggie said. Although the payments raised suspicion of bogus sightings, Eggie personally knew some of the witnesses very well. They were above lying, I can tell you that, he said. <laughs> By October 1974, the town office had received 29 reports about Hiboggin appearing in the wild, but then the sightings completely stopped. The Hiboggin fever is over, the town official declared in June 1975, five years after the first sighting. Hiboggin was never caught, even on film. The creature's true identity has remained wrapped in mystery. And if you're out in Hiroshima right about July 20th of this year, the town is planning to do a little festival to commemorate the 50th anniversary. This report is from the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization. And check out their page. They got some cool videos and stuff. I have a dear old friend from high school who has quite a story. She lived in rural Rogue River, Oregon in the early 90s. She told me about multiple experiences with Bigfoot. To make a long story short, it entered her mobile home. The door didn't lock. And they sat and stared at each other down the hall while she held a shotgun. One day she was out walking her dogs. They were large dogs. She knew something was following them. The female would split, but the male would stay with her. Herds of deer would huddle right up next to her trailer. She felt as if something was stalking them. She was alone a lot, as her husband was gone at work. And then one day the chains she had her dogs on were broken, and they were all gone. She would often get an uneasy feeling, and told her husband that she needed protection. 
he got her a gun. She woke up one night and couldn't sleep. She started toward the hallway, and it was standing at the other end of the hallway. She slowly picked up her gun, and they just sat and stared at each other. He was massive, and would have had to turn sideways to get down the hall to her. She wasn't sure how long it lasted, but I'm sure that she got a good look at him. Even though she was scared to death, she said she didn't seem threatened. She felt more like he was just curious. She felt that if he tried to come at her, a shot from the gun would not have brought him down. Eventually, he just turned and left. She moved. A touch for making hair look beautiful takes years of practice. But when you perm at home, you can have that touch too with lilt. You see, it's all in the roll-ups. A bad roll-up shows frizzies. A good roll-up, beautiful curls. Only lilt has these amazing sponges. They grip better, roll up better for more beautiful hair. Lilt sponges put a professional touch right at your fingertips. <laughs> and I had to practice for years. Lilt's professional touch. Beautiful. Bigfoot in Indiana? User says, you bet. By Carson Gerber. Thanks, Carson. When Leroy Nell first heard Bigfoot reports in Indiana, he was skeptical. Maybe the internationally notorious Sasquatch lived in California or Canada. But here, in his home state? No way, said Leroy. Our woods are not deep enough. We don't have enough forests. There's no way there isn't seven or eight foot creature out there that nobody has seen. That all changed when he attended his first meeting of the Indiana Bigfoot Research Organization over a decade ago. Its founder, Steve Abney, presented evidence that not only is there one hairy forest dweller here, there are thousands, and Abney claimed to have lived with some of them. Well, it didn't take me long to realize he was telling the truth, said Leroy. Just like that, the Martinsville native was converted from a Sasquatch skeptic to a die-in-the-wool believer. Highly intelligent ape-like humanoids roam the Huser state, often just out of sight, watching us, Nell said. Today, the state highway technician leads Indiana's Bigfoot research group, which has steadily attracted more members over the years. The organization's Facebook page has over 3,000 followers, making it the largest group of its kind in the state. Interest in the mythic creature is only growing, according to Nancy Neal, who is married to Leroy. The two have been invited to give more talks this year at libraries and other venues than ever before, she said. Considering Bigfoot's uncontested place in American pop culture, the interest seems natural. Dozens of TV shows and movies can be found documenting enthusiasts hunting for the beast. Bigfoot bumper stickers abound. When Oklahoma lawmaker in 2021 even proposed a bill creating a Bigfoot hunting season. Even so, it seems more people are willing to actively and seriously believe in the forest dweller's existence than in years past, Nancy explained. I think it's more talked about now than it used to be, Nancy said. <laughs> more people believe 
than they used to or maybe some people are just a little less intimidated to say something than they used to be <laughs> during the past 10 years Leroy and a dedicated group of researchers have responded to calls from people around the state reporting tall hairy animals near their homes or unearthly screams in the woods Leroy doesn't take their word for it usually within minutes of receiving the call he's in his truck driving sometimes for hours to collect evidence and hear first-hand accounts from those who believe they've encountered the clandestine creature I want to turn their story into evidence he said if we can find something to back that up then it becomes more than just a story some of that evidence was recently on display in Kokomo at the Isaac Walton League Lodge where the Nils were invited to talk about their experiences hunting the legendary forest apes. Two tables in the back held more than a dozen castings of footprints believed to belong to a Bigfoot, each precisely marked with the date and place of discovery. Leroy presented photos and videos and audio clips he and others have collected from places like Morgan Monroe and Yellowwood State Forests in southern Indiana. His eyes lit up each time a new clip appeared as he excitedly described what the image meant. Some pictures showed twisted or snapped trees deep in the woods where a Sasquatch is believed to live. One video showed a tree limb noisily being pulled down far in the distance. No creature could be seen though. Despite years of searching and near encounters, the Nils have yet to see one of the state's alleged forest dwellers. Although they say they've seen glowing eyes, presumably belonging to a Bigfoot in the trees. Others in the group have been luckier. While in an outing with the group a few years ago, Debbie Sims says she came face to face with a Sasquatch while walking in the woods. The two stared at each other for a minute and then Sims walked away. The experience was so overwhelming it took the Mooresville resident three days before she told the group about the encounter. I was processing it. Did I see what I really thought I saw? She said. That's the question most people put to members of the Bigfoot group. Nancy noted. Do they really think they saw a giant mythical creature out in the woods? When you say you saw something most people will still just kind of shrug it off. She said. You can't take it personally. There's nothing I can say to you to make you believe. For the Nils, each story, strange footprint, and grainy photo only deepens the mystery surrounding Bigfoot's presence in Indiana. And after years of searching, that mystery has become almost more interesting than the beast itself. We don't have the answers, Leroy said. All I can give you is some questions, because that's all we have. Bigfoot is real, why hasn't he been caught? Here's 10 Compelling Insights by Zobia Shazi. Thanks, Zobia. Number 1. Interdimensional Traveler Is Bigfoot a master of interdimensional travel? Several people online suggest the creature can teleport or slip in and out of our reality. If this is the case, it's no wonder we have yet to catch him. 
he might just be playing hide and seek with us across multiple dimensions. And you didn't ask, but that's kind of my theory. They just pop in and out as they want to. Number two, hidden with advanced alien technology. Another theory put forth by one viewer suggests that Bigfoot may not be of this world at all. The user suggests Bigfoot could be a survivor from a dying alien planet brought to Earth by extraterrestrial beings to ensure their species' survival. Allegedly, they reside in a secret location hidden with advanced alien technology, and only the occasional sighting of Bigfoot occurs when one of them strays from their hidden refuge. Number three, good at evading humans. One person suggested Bigfoot might be an intelligent creature that evolved to avoid human beings actively. Unlike other animals, Bigfoot has learned to move into the most remote areas to avoid us and knows how to vanish despite its large size. This ability to evade humans may explain why it has been challenging to capture conclusive evidence of its existence. Number four, as intelligent as humans are. Another online commenter shared an exciting piece of history from over 200 years ago in China where people reported seeing a large black and white furry beast in the bamboo forest for over 70 years. That beast later became known as the panda bear. The commenter believes that if the assumptions about Sasquatch's intelligence and abilities are accurate, it is just as good as humans are at adapting and hiding in their environment. Therefore, it does not seek interaction with humans. After all, pandas stayed hidden for centuries. Number five, bears are mistaken as Bigfoot. Many agree that some of the reported Bigfoot sightings are bears standing up at night. However, they appear taller and more threatening in a bipedal stance, which can easily be mistaken for the elusive creature. Mm, yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> Number six, utilize an underground network. Some have raised the possibility of Bigfoot utilizing an underground network of caves to travel long distances or avoid detection, as North America has a vast network of unexplored caves. Bigfoot could use them for traveling. Moreover, cryptid fans thought if they are as intelligent as they are believed to be, they might have an oral history of the location and geography of the caverns and how to navigate them. Number 7. Supernatural Entity Another person expressed their belief that Bigfoot may be a supernatural entity and that the ape-like form commonly reported may be a manifestation created by the human brain to make sense of what is being witnessed. Number 8. Live Behind the Veil The idea that Bigfoot lives behind the veil is intriguing. The user stated that some hikers have reported being chased by an unseen entity that they could only hear. Others agreed they've either experienced or heard from people sharing similar experiences in the woods. Number 9. Endangered or Afraid to be Seen Someone believes Bigfoot may be endangered or afraid to be seen due to the harm it has seen inflicted on other native animals. 
The user thinks Bigfoot is an intelligent and evolved being with superior physical traits and instincts that allow them to survive in the wilderness. They also suggest that those who have seen Bigfoot and treated them with kindness have received the same in return, indicating creatures can reciprocate kindness and are highly intelligent. Number 10. Bigfoot may be hiding in dense forests. Finally, many users believe and point out that there are vast areas of wilderness that remain largely unexplored by humans. Several people online stated that with dense forests people rarely venture into, it's possible that something like Bigfoot could be living undetected in these areas. After all, if you want to avoid being found, it makes sense to hide in a place where people aren't looking. Possible Bigfoot Caught Chasing Hiker on Camera by Cassandra Yorgi. Thanks, Cassandra. Bigfoot isn't known for attacking, but when this legendary cryptid chases you, then your only choice is to run. Some hikers claim they have been chased by a giant bipedal creature covered in long silky reddish brown hair, and they caught it on video. If I can remember, I'll put a link in the description notes things, and you can see the video. A man leaps down in steep incline in the forest and runs full speed toward the camera, which pans up to catch the clear silhouette of a Bigfoot creature as it deftly navigates down the small drop-off in hot pursuit of the hiker. The person wielding the camera manages to get a few clear images of it before fleeing after their friend. They seem to have captured a few video clips of something unidentifiable with a shaggy coat covering its whole body similar in shade to an orangutan, but running swiftly on two legs like a human. Despite the blurriness and unsteady camera, this is pretty convincing as far as Bigfoot footage goes. While it certainly can be faked by somebody in a costume, that is also true of basically any video claims now with special effects and video editing. Some folks certainly have more motivation to perpetrate Bigfoot rumors but many who claim sightings or encounters have no obvious reason to lie. And when unconnected individuals who have no motive all report the same thing, we have to consider that something noteworthy is occurring and try to discover more information. The obvious explanation is, of course, there is an unknown species of hominid running around hiding from us, which is a theory supported by many and even has been given credence by renowned primatologist Dr. Jane Goodall. Her work with primates in their natural habitats led to hearing many stories of indigenous hunters who encountered walking primates taller than humans without tails, which sure sounds like Sasquatch. Not everybody believes humans could be so unobservant to have failed to notice another human-like species sharing a planet with us, and that isn't an entirely unreasonable stance. Granted, the giant squid did just that, but was aided by the fact that it lives in places not habitable to humans and difficult for us to explore, which is not the case for a land-dwelling Bigfoot species. There are a growing number of people who believe the increase in Bigfoot sightings is a much darker conspiracy than a cryptid, though. Some deeply suspicious and skeptical folks think dressing up as Bigfoot, aliens, and other unbelievable monsters 
is an effective deterrent to casual observation of things attempting to be concealed from the public. These theories range from a slow foreign invasion to literal neo-Nazis roaming the woods hunting for demographics they want to exterminate through genocide. These theories have some additional weight with increased reports of aggressive behavior during Bigfoot sightings, which is contrary to many native legends that regard the creatures as formidable but largely gentle giants who prefer to shy away from people and avoid confrontation. And that's about all the Bigfoot stories we have for you for right now. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week. God bless you.